Welcome back to another week of the Post-Sermon Reflections podcast. I did not come up with a synonym for excited because it has been a long week, but an awesome week. Um, I just want to shout out Wawa for having holiday blend coffee. Have either of you guys had holiday blend coffee? Not yet. Didn't know it was out yet. Are we sponsored by Wawa? No, we're not, but I'd like to be sponsored by Wawa because I am currently drinking. This is my second 16 ounce of the day. It is late at night, but here we are. Um, I just wanted to just shout out Wawa Coffee, really, because it's just inspiring. And it's Christmas in a cup. So if you have not had the holiday blend with the hazelnut, get after it. So good. I, I'm here with two friends who I have had the joy of going to church with for a few years. Abby and Cullen, they are recently married. You guys want to give a holla? Holla. Hello. I also want to say, Ruth, you gave a really good pitch to Wawa why we should yeah. advertise and they, why they should sponsor us. Yes. Thank you. I, Wawa, Christmas if you're listening... Don't be afraid. <laughs> Don't be afraid to sponsor us. Um, and friends, thank you for tuning in. I would just ask that if you are not subscribed, that you would subscribe because it will give you a notification every time there is a new episode. And we want to continue to encourage you each and every Monday. And so I would appreciate that. And if this is an encouragement to you, share with a friend. And so friends, we are hopping in to this conversation. And this is on John 13, Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And it's a bit of a doozy. I was challenged um, in my personal faith while listening to it. And I would love, Colin, if you hit us off with our text recap from John 13. Yeah, so I'll do my best to sort of get a rundown. Um, so Jesus and his disciples were coming. It was the feast of the Passover specifically. Mm. It was the actual Passover. Ruth is correcting, making sure I'm on track here. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, Jesus it says, knew that his hour had come to the part of the earth. You know, he's going to the cross soon. And during that supper, he was told, um, he even knew that um, the devil had already put it into Judas's heart mm. to betray him. He knew yeah. all those things. He knew that the Lord had given him full authority into his hands and that he was going back to God soon after um, his death. And knowing all of that, it says he specifically laid aside his garments, his outer garment, put a towel around his waist, and he got down and he washed his disciples' feet. Mm. And he started going around and, you know, washing each disciple's feet in a row. He got through a few and he got to Peter. Um, and it's a really important point, a very interesting point that Peter just sort of almost opposes him. And it's like, you know, Lord, you're washing my feet. And Jesus basically tells him, you're not gonna understand now what I'm doing, but afterward you will understand. Mm. Um, and something happens in Peter, he just sort of flips the script and he's like, <laughs> okay, wash my hands and wash my head then too. Yeah. And then Jesus kind of goes into even more like, well, if um, you've already bathed, if you're already clean, then like you don't need washing, extra washing. Yeah. He said, and then he goes into even more so than that, um, that if Peter actually does not let him wash him, actually before that, um, that he has no share in him mm. if he's not cleaned, which I think that's pretty much the main stuff there. Yeah. I don't know, did I miss anything? No, I think, yeah. that, I think that's good. Yeah, we kind of get this like, interlude that's like important that like we're told multiple times that like Judas is bad <laughs> like there's just like this emphasis that I always just like find so funny um and this backdrop of like having this spiritual conversation with someone who like is about to deny Jesus like we think about these incredibly spiritual moments in the presence of someone who's going to portray him and like Jesus washes Judas's feet and that is like tough like it's tough yeah. to be like man he's gonna be kissed by Judas and then he's gonna get stabbed in the back and like that is like the long suffering of Jesus. I was just having this thought right now and like feel emotional towards like the graciousness of like his grace to Judas, even though. Yeah. Um, and so just encouraged, encouraged by Jesus' Jesus's heart and his earthly ministry. Um, Abby, I would love to hear um, just what 
what one of your biggest takeaways was from from this sermon? So while Brennan was preaching, a verse from Psalm 25 kept coming to my mind. It says those who, and paraphrasing here, but those who wait on the Lord will not be put to shame. Um, and so it kind of made me think of this whole idea of trusting in what the Lord has for us and what is going on in our lives, good or bad, even if we don't understand it in the moment that, you know, ultimately God is good and has a purpose for it. And so just knowing like we won't be left playing the fool in the end because we can trust that God has a plan and a purpose for everything. Um, and we, we don't have to understand it and we might not understand it until later or ever yeah. in this lifetime, at least on the side of eternity. Yeah. What do you think, like, what is our desire to understand? Meaning like in our current climate and culture, it feels like we're the information age mm. of like the world is in my pocket. Um, and like, I can find out what's happening in Pakistan yeah. right now. Like I can find out, like I can find out all these what's, Yeah. but there is this cosmic why throughout all of the world that like baffles us sometimes. And we love to know someone's motivations. Like we, we watch like serial killer yeah. TV shows and we like love when they tell us why they wanted to kill that person because we're like, that's so fascinating. There's something about the why that is so fascinating to us. What do you guys, what do you guys think about that? I think, um. I think even historically, I, I mean, I come to this like a lot, like even you think about the Western world and like even the enlightenment that we came from a lot and just this idea of like this even beginning thirst for like, you know, to know how things work, you know, mm. why things are the way they are, sort of the background for that. And that's been something people have questioned all throughout, but there's this real like scientific almost like, mm. I just want to understand everything in detail as much as I can. Mm. And, you know, I think that plays out like outside of the church in a lot of people's minds, just like wanting to know and, and wanting to learn. And I think even inside the church, like, you know, we, we have Bible studies, we have, you know, we have, we have our sermons, we have things that we just, we want to get more and more truth and truth and truth and understand as much as we can. It's almost like if we had enough knowledge, then like, you know, we'd be able to follow the Lord the best we can and you yeah. know, understand the things the best we can um, as long as we know. So I think things like that really, you know, always, we always want to get to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's behind all of this. Like the why feels anchoring. Yeah. Like when Brennan talked about like leadership of like, it's easy to get people to do the what if they understand the why, because the why is anchoring and, and it's motivational. And so why do you think it's interesting that Jesus leaves out the why in this conversation when he's doing the what? I'd say I think Jesus is trying to build the disciples' trust, or specifically Peter's trust in him and not necessarily the the reason. Sometimes I wonder, did Peter ever end up understanding why Jesus <laughs> washed reason, his yeah. feet, you know? Um, but trying to build that trust in who Jesus was and, and the, and just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like connecting him kind of to the person and saying like, it's me. Like, Peter, it's me. I've been with you this whole time. Like, I, I love you, Peter. Like, I think of, this is probably a moment that Peter looks back on in the rest in Peter's restoration. Like we, if we zoom forward to Peter's restoration, I bet this is one of the moments that comes back, comes back to him. And do you love me, Peter? Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me, Peter? Um, and I don't think it's the, obviously he's going back to the denial. That's like something he's thinking about, but just his whole life with Jesus. Um, I think like just very interesting, this introspection of like, Jesus, um, Peter has such high highs and low lows. 
I feel very similar to Peter. I'm like pretty chaotic. Um, and there's like something beautiful about getting to see him experiencing these high highs and these low lows. And this, in this singular story, Peter has high highs and low lows. Yeah. And yeah, I'd be curious of like what about Peter do you feel like you relate to the most? Like which part of Peter do you relate to kind of in this story? It's interesting. I mean, you have to admire Peter's honesty. Yeah. It's it's very apparent in, in just his dialogue with Jesus. And even if we're not that honest in terms of how we speak with other people, I think there's some level of, you know, I can say I have, or I'm sure many believers have, or even just that honesty of, okay, God, like, what are you doing? <laughs> What you be up to right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I think that is a very human and relatable aspect of of who Peter is. Um, and so it's encouraging to see the way Jesus responds to Peter. Mm. Um, that Peter may not get the answers that he's looking for, but Jesus still responds in a compassionate way. And he still, you can still see his love for Peter. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting too, like... I feel like I relate to Peter in how like Jesus is almost like correcting him again and again and again, a couple, at least a couple, two or three times in this passage. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Peter does what I do sometimes and what a lot of us do, which is we kind of swing the pendulum. We're like, oh, this is like, you know. You okay, don't like this, this God? I'll what about this? this? I'll try this. I'll do this. <laughs> yeah, he, like, yeah. he like full sends it, which is like great. <laughs> it's like, yeah, committed, you know, committed to the bit. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that didn't work. Let me just try the other extreme and see, yeah. you know, like watch everything, you know, yeah. <laughs> just do everything. He's like, well, actually, you know, maybe this is the better way to think about it or to do yeah. it or to go about it. And, and I think that's something about Peter. I'm like, okay, I see where I can do that in my own life too. Yeah. Yeah. To be like, this isn't it. This must be it. And you're like, whoa. Well, God's like pulling, pumping the brakes on us and saying like, trust me, mm-hmm. don't trust like your interpretation of what you, you think you're doing wrong. Yeah. And I think that's like a very interesting of like, we're constantly relying on our t- interpretation and looking at our circumstances and saying from our circumstances, I'm going to make these pivots rather than saying, man, Jesus, what what's your heart for me? Like Peter could have asked a question here and to say, like, Jesus, like, what do you want me to receive in this? And this dialogue would have been very different. Yeah. Does that make sense of like when our circumstances come, are we able to have the posture to say, this is happening to me. This is within God's will. Jesus, what what do you have for me here? And how do you want me to be here? Um, and I think there's, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I love Peter's that's a really honesty. Good point too. I just got to add like, it's funny because even with the idea that Pastor Brandon got into of like, Peter almost thinks he knows like, better than Jesus mm-hmm. and Jesus almost starts to correct him and he's like oh so you mean this yeah. and Jesus is like no I don't mean that <laughs> and wrong. I feel like that's absolutely wrong <laughs> when you're like trying to figure out what God wants for you and like what he has for you right and even some of what the why in your life I think sometimes it's one of those things where it's like you see different events happen or like you see like you know something comes up like oh I thought Jesus was doing this and like oh he must be doing this mm-hmm. and then you learn again like oh no he's not doing that yeah and I feel like it is really hard to just remember like you know really learn how to listen to his voice yeah. and not to just, to your point, like listen to your own voice or your own interpretation yeah. of what you think yeah. he's saying. Your own, our own reactions. I think that's really good. Um, and we're like given this invitation to trust now and understand later. And this passage specifically talks about like after something, like you're going to get it. And we're not always given that after something you're going to get it. But in that waiting, what do you think grows in us in the waiting between happening and understanding? 
I think your trust in the in who Jesus is and in his character grows. Like if you're if you're spending that waiting getting to know Jesus and and understanding him, you know, to the best of our ability mm-hmm. through scripture. Um and you know, you're growing in relationship with Jesus. I think that's a huge component of it. And I think the other thing too is as a believer, you know, other people are also watching you and seeing how you experience that waiting, you know, and none of us are perfect. It's not like there needs to be any pressure around that. Yeah. But that can also be an example to people of how, you know, you can be honest and real about your emotions and how you're experiencing, you know, something in your life, but also about how you're focusing on who God is and his promises, which, you know, still hold true for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like in that process, as you're learning about like who God is in that process, I feel like some of that comes through like almost the shedding of your idols in that waiting. Cause I feel like everything that you rely on instead of God in those waiting times kind of comes to the surface mm-hmm. in that process. Like, you know, yeah. if I'm, if I want to know the reason first and like that would get me to, I feel like that would get me to the end of this waiting. Like mm-hmm. you might get to a point where you're like, okay, I just, I, I still don't understand this. And like, there's no reason yeah. for this. Or like you, like, you know, I could turn, try to turn to this thing to like try to, you know, numb, you know, this yeah. challenge I'm going through and this pain or this thing. And then that thing doesn't end up making me feel any better yeah. in this waiting period either. And then you almost kind of slowly things shed away until all that you have left, like is trusting in the Lord, yeah. you know? And um, hopefully you get the message sooner than that, but sometimes it takes some of us a little bit longer to get to that point than, yeah. than others. And sometimes it takes, you know, us in different situations a little bit longer to get there than other times. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, I just think about like this, like invitation to not like silver line super quickly. Yeah. And like this invitation not to be like, oh, I totally get it. <laughs> I just like totally get it. I totally get what's happening here. This is awesome, God. I'm seeing you. I'm seeing, because even in like how we experience God's forgiveness and cleansing, because this is like, this isn't a disciplinary moment, because I think it's easy for us to apply this to like hardship and suffering. And like, this is a very sweet, intimate moment with Jesus where he's cleansing. He's doing something that feels beneath. And like, there's this audacity that we don't understand. Have you, either of you actually had your feet washed before by somebody? Yes, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Quirky, right? Have you had your feet washed? I have had my feet washed. Yeah. Did you love it? <laughs> it was it was not the best. <laughs> yeah. I actually it was my professor in college. He decided to. Yeah. He gave us an assignment, and then snuck out a bowl of water. And I was <laughs> like, wow, where did this come from? Yeah. And then he started washing our feet, and I had to pull up my socks in the middle class and stuff. And I was like, wow. This yeah. Is, I had a similar. It's not experience. ready for this. It was my principal when I was in sixth grade. Wash wow, my Christian feet. School. Yeah, uh, Christian schools do be like that. Um, and it is a moment that like I'll never forget. Like I'll never forget the principal, the woman who can yell at me on her hands and knees washing my feet. Like there is something like very beautiful in this, but it is like, it is like awkward. Like yeah. it's an awkward like experience to have someone wash your feet. And obviously it was ceremony. Like they did it all the time. Like, it wasn't like this where like someone was washing her feet pretty consistently. For us, it's like people don't touch our feet. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like we're not in that like kind of kind of culture but i do think thinking about even in sweet moments that we don't understand how god works in our life and these like sweet moments of cleansing and of pruning and of like a removing of something bad for something good we don't understand all the time of like 
Wow, I'm like seeing you give me joy. I'm seeing you give me love and compassion. And I don't really know why. Like if ever you experience like a calling to a specific people or like a calling to a specific person in your life, you're like, I have an overwhelming amount of love (laughs) for this. And like, this ain't me. I can be honest right now, like this ain't me. And I think that that is like very cool to think about. Like this was a good thing that Peter was having to trust and not understand. Like it wasn't this like disciplinary moment. Obviously he's getting rebuked here, but like, the action being done to him was like good and beautiful. And obviously like it, it took him back because he's seeing his Lord get low. And and we know Jesus is going to get even lower. Mm. He's going to die the death of a criminal. Um, and that's going to be like revolutionary for him. But I do think that's like an interesting point of like, it's not just the bad things that we need God's grace and our lack of understanding but it's our, even the good things that we don't know how to comprehend in the midst of like his grace is unfathomable to us to be like, I can't believe you keep forgiving me. Yeah, I am not worth, I can't believe you continue to cleanse me when I just muck my feet up every time in the world. And I just want to get so close to the line. Um, and I just think, I just think that's like encouraging. Um, I'm curious, what do you guys, this was not the main thrust of the text, but I am just want to dialogue about this a little bit. What do you think it means for us to do that unto others? Like there's this application of, hey, Peter's being shown something. He's being taught something physically that he's going to be asked to do in his walk with the Lord. In your life, do you feel like you have things you're like, this is me washing the feet of those around me? Um, And if not, let's dialogue a little bit about it. You know, I was thinking about that same question um, of like, what's like the modern day equivalent of this? And I've had a hard time with that. You're stumping. That you're stumping us. You're I was thinking about us. it too, and I was like, "Hmm, yeah, yeah." Like, what does it mean to like to get low and to care for someone in that way? I think it's like some of the practical needs, yeah, of like caring for someone, um, and like making their lowly tasks important to us. Like, I think of like. A taking out of the trash feels like really silly. Like obviously it's like not that big of a deal. It doesn't feel very personal, but it's just saying like something that you have that you consider like a mundane less than task. Like I can do unto you and care for you in. But I think there's like personal things of like, I think like listening to someone who people don't listen to. Yeah. Sometimes is like a, a washing of the feet moment, depending on the person, like giving them honor and respect that like maybe the world around them does not give them. Um, like you bestowing dignity upon someone who the world may say is not dignified um, is what I think of sometimes. Um, and it's something that like when you're doing it in the moment, you know, so it makes sense. Like when you're doing something, you're like, I am having to die to myself. It's like, I don't super want to do this in my flesh, but at the yeah. same time, like I know that this is a good thing. Yeah. Anthony, if Anthony was here, he would tell you the story of, um, Jacob pulling the splinter <laughs> his nasty feet <laughs> like he would tell you that story of like that was a moment of like someone came in and like did something that was gross on my behalf and loved me loved me that way um, but I do think like we don't need to silver line and say that we have this clean answer but I do think it's a question we should be asking of ourselves to say yeah. like Jesus I want to sit before you this week and be curious about how you're asking me to do unto others. That's the language Jesus used 
And what does that mean for me to do unto others in my life? Yeah, I think I had a story that, that came to mind. It's not my own story, um, but it doesn't have to be this drastic, but I, I remember my mom talking about it a lot. Um, I'll give a shout out to her here. Um, Go mom. But, yeah, I know, right. And she was saying how she's uh, she's from more like rural Pennsylvania. I'm from Pennsylvania originally. and Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah, Pennsylvania Dutch is strong. Don't forget it. I've never heard of any of the things anyone's ever made Pennsylvania Dutch till I met Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's different. Doing my culture very proud of it. Yeah, amen, so, amen, amen. <laughs> so um, I remember being from that area, Pennsylvania Dutch. Um, not necessarily like the city isn't always like people's comfort zone. I remember for her, that wasn't her like comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I remember her going um, on a mission trip. She would always tell the story where she went on it and she would go year after year, you know, with, with her school that she teaches at. And um, she was always in these areas, these like sort of different things on the side of the world and these cities. And um, she was like, how could, you know, and for her, I'm trying to remember this, this story right. Um, but... We won't she, fact check you. Okay, good. Okay, good. She'll probably fact check me. But um, but basically she was convicted of like, you know, um, well, I'm willing to go all the way across the world to like basically, you know, serve these people, to meet these people, to, to see their needs. But like, what are those uncomfortable places like in my own life or in my own backyard? Which I think is sometimes that question too. Is like, what is that place? Like, where is the feet are dirty or the feet are trodden? Like you don't nor regularly want to go. So for her, that was the city, right? So um, I know her church does a lot of stuff of ministering to like the homeless population in the city, things that go out Fridays, doing meals, things like that. Um, so for her, that was the challenge. And I went with her a few times too. And it was a little challenge for me as well. Mm -hmm. um, just to go down there and um, kind of go to those places that you're not really used to and that like, you know, you're not necessarily comfortable in. Um, and to have those conversations with those people and to, and to, um, and to meet those needs and to see what those, ne those needs are. Um, so it might not be anything as drastic as that, but I think yeah. there's those little ways that we know that we need to be challenged. Um, I would also say, as you were um, talking about that, Ruth, it reminded me of just being mindful of and open to the leading of the Holy Spirit, like mm -hmm. just even in the day-to-day -day and the mundane and in your weekly tasks. Um, I know for myself, sometimes you start out a week and you have a list of all the things you need to get done or all the things that you have planned for that week and get really, it can get really easy to just be focused on, okay, do step A. All right, what's the next thing in my plan? What's the next thing mm -hmm. that I have to do? And you can end up really, or I can end up really focused on myself and it doesn't really leave a whole lot of room to be mindful of what are the ways that I can serve the people around me. And I think, you know, the message today and just walking with the Lord and is, is just a reminder. And as Christ, you know, washed the disciples feet for us to be mindful of how we can serve, you know, even if it's something small, like you said, taking out the trash, doing small things for people or, or something bigger, just what are the ways that we can do that in our yeah. day to day? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is this like sweet invitation to say like, get low. Yeah. Like, how low can you go? Yeah. And like, what does it mean for us to see ourselves as people that are racing to the bottom? Because that's what Jesus was doing. He said, if you want to be great, be a servant among among everyone. And I think like, it's just allowing Christ to like search our hearts and say like, Holy Spirit, I need you to bring up the areas of pride where like, I make myself important in rooms and like, teach me how to make others important in rooms like teach me how to like make their needs my needs and needed and necessary and I think we we like know it's important to be humble but it's not like the it's not the prayer request we have on top of our shelf we're like please help me from 
not sinning in all these other more embarrassing ways. <laughs> Pride's kind of like, all right. Like, it's not, it doesn't feel like, and obviously, like, pride is a huge issue that seeps into all things. But I think we pray against pride, but we don't seek the virtue of humility. Um, like, we're like, just let me be a neutral. Let me be a middle ground. Um, and I think that's like a, to me, I feel like I feel most convicted to say, like, am I walking into every room saying, like, how can I get low? And, like, how can I make others more important, others more significant? And like, think of myself less in this room and like think of Christ's heart more. Cause I don't think it's like, just think of them. I think it's like, think of him cause he's thinking yeah. of them. And I think that's like this like key of like the difference between just being the ultimate people pleaser. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm the, actually the ultimate king pleaser. And because I'm the ultimate king pl- pleaser, when I show up in a room, ne- needs are met by his heart. Yeah. Not my heart. Um, and I feel like that's what I'm feeling convicted of to say, like, Peter needed to see Jesus and say, Lord, what do you have to teach me? <laughs> and he didn't. And that's okay. And we get to learn a lot from this dialogue. But, like, we get to walk in the room and say, like, Lord, what do you have to teach me? Mm. What do you have to say? What are you doing here? And can I, can I be with you? Can I be with you in it so that I can do unto others as you've done to me? Um, and I think there's just, like, something really sweet, sweet in that. Um, I love to ask you guys, what is one thing you would encourage someone maybe that you're discipling in your life or someone that you're encouraging in their faith? So think of someone who's maybe a step back from you in your faith, maybe a new believer, or maybe someone who's been struggling. What is something you would encourage them to take away practically from from like this discussion? For me, I think it's, you can spend so much time and energy trying to understand the why, that's good. That's and good. And then you eventually, like, you know, hindsight, usually 2020, you know. Not always. <laughs> bad interpreters. We're bad interpreters <laughs> of the past. <laughs> um, but when you are on the other side of something, um, whether it was, you know, it doesn't even have to be dramatic. It could be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but when, a bad day. <laughs> when you are on the other side of that experience, you can look back and you'd be like, wow, I spent a lot of time trying to mm. like figure out exactly what, you know, what was going on. And, you know, there's nothing necessarily inherently wrong with trying to understand what's going on, but just the amount of energy and time mm. and anxiety that, that can be caused by that. And at the end of it, you're like, wait, God is still good. Like, yeah, you know, we survived still here. Yeah. Um, you know, not in that season anymore. And I think that's that's what I would tell someone is you're, I don't know if waste is the right word, yeah, yeah. but there's a lot of energy or anxiety that you could be experiencing that you don't have to. It just may not be the best yes. use of your time. Yes, that's which, what I mean. Which I think yeah. is like really helpful. And to say like, there could be other things you're meant to be focusing on. You may experience more joy more peace and more yeah. comfort from just drawing your energy and your focus a little bit away from that and focusing on God. Yeah. Yeah. And the saying, I'm, I'm interested in getting to know you. Yeah. Not just like the, the cosmic circumstances in which you're trying to weave. Yes. In throughout my life. That's really good. Yeah. That's super encouraging. Brother Colin. <laughs> um, at threat of going a little bit to Philadelphia, um, 
I think I would tell them to trust the process. <laughs> and <laughs> really, by trusting the process, it is you're, more than that, you're tr- you want to trust the Lord. Um, but just sort of trusting the process that the Lord may be putting you through, um, which is kind of, that sometimes can be really difficult. But just like, I even think of Peter when he says, you know, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and like mm. character produces hope. Mm. And hope does not put us to shame. Um, so I think even there you're showing like this picture into, you know, the process that God might be putting you through. And in that process, there's like highs and there's lows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like to your point, there's not always, it's not all low either. Like yeah. there is some highs and there's lows. There's this light that breaks through and you're going through the process. So I think sometimes also as you're going through that with the Lord, like looking for those little lights that he's sort of putting in there. I also think um, just with just thinking back to, as you know, who God is and have maybe have seen him work in your life, sometimes in a very practical step, like I think just, make your own little, like the Israelites would make their little uh, rock columns, yeah. you know, whatever that is for you. Like even if it's just writing it down or putting something yeah. um, on a post-it. Yeah, stones of remembrance, just to have you be able to. Are they Ebenezer's? Is that what an Eb- I think That's a Karen. It's a Karen. Karen University. Another plug there for you. It's a Karen? Yeah. Yeah, it's called, a, it's technically is a Karen. Yeah. But is Ebenezer also what it's called? I thought Ebenezer. Are they different? Um, Forgive like me, guys. Something related to help. I just know the song, like, let me raise my Ebenezer. Everyone forgive me. I definitely have been using that word wrong. <laughs> and I definitely have looked it up multiple times when we sing that song. Small interlude, Colin, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Building a stone of remembrance in the moments when the light shines through. Yeah, I think just having those stones of remembrance, like the Israelites, like the Israelites, um, Ruth has got me laughing too much. Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's good. Sorry. It's good. She's threw off my process. It's I know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Look up, find him. <laughs> I will find it. I'll find it. <laughs> She's putting me to practical tests in my, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my own words. Yeah. Finding out if I was Ignore me. or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like that might look different for different people. But I think, you know, whether it is that little post-it note, whether it's a reminder. Um, and then also even more than that, like even when you don't have those ones, just going back um, to scripture, mm-hmm. to like what the Lord has already done and all the times that he has, you know, proven his promises true and proven what he's doing yeah. true and, and brought it all together in the end. Um I think that's always the encouragement too of like he has done it then and he'll he'll do it now. Yeah. That's so good. I think to add on to that, like, you know, to your point of it doesn't always have to be a bad thing. Sometimes something good happens that is kind of confusing. And those are the moments that I try to remember because it's like, you know, they may not always end that way, but mm-hmm. it's good to remember that, you know, you can still be on the other side of something. You may or may not understand it, but it worked out. Mm, that's so good. That is so good. Um, Colin, will you open us in prayer? Will you close us in prayer uh, for our listeners? We just want to pray for them, um, that God would continue to encourage them and to draw them closer to him. Sure. Dear Lord, um, we just come to you as after getting into your word and really um, thinking about what you had for us. And I just want to move from the application that you've laid on my heart and Abby's heart and Ruth's heart and, and really just um, to lift up all of our listeners here today and, and people um, in the future. I just pray that you would show yourself um, to them to, to become a parent to whatever situation that they're in, whether they know you already or they don't know you yet, Lord. Um, I just pray that you would make yourself more known. And I pray that you would um, draw yourself close to them um, in whatever they're going through, in whatever situation, um, they don't understand. And I pray that you would give them understanding um, that they that they might need. But I also pray um, that when they're not ready for understanding, when we're not ready for that understanding, that you would um, just let your hand be felt 
in those moments, that you would um, let us know that you're walking with us. You say you'll be with us to the end of the age and that you're working all things together for our good Lord. And, and um, those are challenging truths sometimes to, to accept from you um, in the moment. But I just pray that you will um, open up our minds and, and open up our hearts um, to receive that from you, Lord, because sometimes we can't even receive that on our own um, and ultimately need you to, to open us up there, Lord. Um, and I pray that you will just um, be with us in each step of that process and that those little bits of light will shine through um, as we walk and ultimately get to know you better in each part of this process, which is, which is what we want to do the most. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the message that we've heard today and um, for Ruth and for Tom for being able to discuss it with each other, God. And thank you for our listeners. God, I pray for everyone who um, may be listening to this podcast, God, who may not understand what is going on in their life right now. Um, I pray that you would give them your peace and your comfort, God, and that even if they may not understand it and they're won't be a reason or explanation on this side of eternity um, or until much later in life. God, I pray that you would you would help them to trust your character, that you would reveal yourself to them more and more each day, God, that your scripture would become alive to them and, and the examples and the stories of, of who you are and who you have been um, would, would be very real to them, God. And I pray that you would, you would, Help me and help us to to trust that you are good and and believe your goodness in times where where the devil is trying to tell us otherwise, God. And that I pray that your truth would would be louder in those moments. I pray that you would help us to to believe that those who wait on you will not be put to shame, God, and that we can um, we can have faith in in that verse and that promise, God, that you as you are leading us and as we follow you, God. We may stumble. We may not um, necessarily understand uh, where we're going or why, God, but that we will not be put to shame, um, God, and that, that you hold us and you hold our future, God. And I, I just pray um, against any anxiety that people may be feeling in a certain season, God, that you would just comfort them, um, help them to understand you more, God. Um, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mm, amen. Listeners, it's always a joy uh, to get to have these conversations. And friends, thank you so much for being here. Um, one new feature of the podcast that we are rolling out um, is that we want to interact with you. The goal of the podcast is to move Sunday morning learning into Monday morning living. But one of the ways that, that has to happen is through you guys experiencing curiosity and being able to ask questions. And so if you have a question, please type your question into podcast at fellowshipcrosspoint.org. That's an email that'll come to me and I'll filter those questions and we may answer them um, week to week. Um, and if we don't get to them, in the middle, oftentimes, of series and at the end of series, I'll bring Pastor Brennan on. Any questions that I feel like, man, I do not feel like I can answer this, I will get to ask him and we'll get to hear his thoughts. And so if you have a question, please send it in. Uh, I'd love to, to see God stirring in your heart in areas of curiosity or maybe areas of confusion that you have. So thank you. Subscribe. Share this with a friend. Uh, I appreciate your time. Bye.